Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'm mystified that somehow we are already at the end of March, and that means that the first quarter of 2011 is gone. So as we do every so often here on Soap Central Live, it is time to take a look back and find out how your favorite soaps are doing. This week, it's a look back at the first three months of 2011 and sort of a midterm report card, if you will. I've invited Days of Our Lives Two Scoops columnists Tony and Larissa to drop by and weigh in on how things are going in Salem. What do they think of the action? What do they think of the storylines? And will they give the show a passing grade? Well, stay tuned to find out. Then later in the show, SoapCentral.com contributing writer Chanel S. Garner drops by. And she and I are going to talk about those pesky All My Children cancellation rumors, why she dislikes The Bold and the Beautiful's Taylor so much, and whether or not she thinks anyone could have pulled a fast one on The Young and the Restless's Victor Newman. Plus, she'll also reflect on As the World Turns and Guiding Light, as well as some other soaps. But before we get started, just wanted to point out to all of you that this week's show has been pre-recorded, so unfortunately I won't be able to take your calls. But hang on to our call-in number and use it when we have a call-in show in the very near future. You know that one of my favorite things about doing this show is being able to interact with all of you, find out what you really think about what's going on in daytime, and then to ask you some of the difficult questions to sort of get everyone thinking and talking about our soaps and finding out why it is that we love daytime dramas so much. And that really gives me the perfect opportunity to thank all of you for your support over the past 16 years. On March 23rd, SoapCentral.com turned 16 years old. It's a landmark milestone. There aren't many websites out there that have been around for 16 years. If you saw the news this week, of course, you probably heard that Twitter just turned five. And while I have no sort of crazy beliefs that SoapCentral.com and Twitter are anywhere in the same boat, I do have to say that I never expected to be talking about the soaps or writing about the soaps or anything like that when I started the SoapCentral.com website back in 1995 as a fan site for all my children. Things sort of grew over the years and I've been given opportunities that to me are absolutely amazing. The very thought that you guys would want to hear what I have to say about your favorite soaps and that you would want to welcome me into your home, both on your computer from SoapCentral.com or in your car or your iPod through Soap Central Live. It's amazing. And I have to tell you that I've been overwhelmed and overcome by emotions a couple of times during the week where I've gotten your messages and your congratulations and it's choked me up. I don't like to think of myself as sappy, even though I apparently am becoming more and more emotional in my old age. But I have to tell you that none of this would be possible without your support and loyalty over the years. The millions of people who have visited SoapCentral.com over the past 16 years, it just it, it baffles me that you're checking in to catch up with recaps or to chat with other fans. And I want to let all of you know that I sincerely thank you. I don't know what I would be doing if I weren't chatting about the soaps. Uh, I guess I would have went back to med school and, and finished becoming a doctor. So you can look at that as either a good thing, that you guys have either kept me from long hours in a hospital ER 
or that you've sentenced me to all of the crazy evil twins and all of that other madness. So, again, I do want to thank you so much for all of your support, and I hope that we have another 16 years at the very least together. With that, let's get on to today's show, and let me welcome our Two Scoops columnists from Days of Our Lives, who are frequent contributors here on Soap Central Live, and they certainly have a lot of opinions, and I have to say that they make me laugh. Please welcome to the show. I don't know why I keep saying that, because you're not here with me, there's no studio audience, but put your hands together if you're out there listening for Tony and Larissa. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Larissa. Hey, Tony. So what are you guys up to with all of your days to scoops action? I'd imagine there's a whole lot of stuff going on. So uh, I forget which one of you is writing the column this week. That is me. Okay. So what's on your plate? What are you going to be writing about this week? Just sort of a teaser before we get into all the other good action. Well, I don't want to give away too much yet, but uh, there's definitely a scene on Tuesday's show that is definitely warming up to be the hot of the week, um, involving uh, a certain couple that is magical. Let's just put it that way. Uh, magical. Okay. That gives some yeah, viewers out there an interesting idea. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're trying to focus on the positive this week a little bit, and uh, th- those two definitely are making it work. Okay. Now, let me uh, talk. The purpose of this show is we're sort of doing a mid-term grade for Days of Our Lives and for the rest of the soaps. So let me go over to Larissa for a minute and get your general overall opinion of the past three months in Salem. Has it been good? Has it been bad? Do they get an incomplete? <laughs> well, it's been good. It's been bad. It's been ugly. Um, <laughs> but has it been incomplete? So, <laughs> I don't. I don't think soaps are ever incomplete. I think they're always giving and taking away. That's why we love soaps. But um, I think that the best thing that Days has done in the first quarter, if you will, um, has entered is been to introduce so many new characters into the fold. And in these last three months, three months we've gotten. Um, at least six new characters in six different major families in Salem. We've got Chad digging into Mary Roots, Dario being introduced as a Hernandez, Parker, who has feet in the Cariacas and Roberts pools, which is just the luckiest kid ever. <laughs> um, Abby kind of holding down the Horton Fort, and then Taylor coming in as part of the Walker family. And I can't really remember a time in days when we've had that many new characters on canvas at the same time kind of acclimating hmm. themselves either back into or into their new families, and that's that's really exciting to see. Well, it's interesting that you mention that because for a lot of soap fans, they complain when there are a lot of new characters introduced all at once, and you seem to be saying just the opposite. So what about this makes it a good thing as opposed to uh, screen time hoggers? Because they're not individually on screen by themselves. They're not coming in with their new storyline. A lot of them are being introduced to already further a storyline that's going on. Um, with Chad being in the Demera family, we've seen the ins and outs of, do you become a Demera? Are you a good Demera? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> and so Chad gets to kind of further that, um, you know, with, with Parker, he doesn't have too many lines, being as how I think he's about six months old now, so he's not hogging up too much of That's the That's not an time. excuse, you know. You have to know your lines. Just don't blame it on six months. Hey, he, that, those, those twins hit their marks, though, I tell you what. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, 
the Coons better watch out because next Yankees, you know, oh. they might they might have their youngest <laughs> title up for grabs. But I think it's I think all the new characters, um, aside from one who we can get into a little later when we talk about kind of the bad, um, most of the characters are are jumping into storylines that are organic that are there. It's not like the writers wimp you know whipped up an insta storyline just to accommodate a new character who the fans don't care about yet. Okay. And Tony, what about for you? Uh, how are you rating Days of Our Lives for the first couple of months here? Has it been mostly you, good? You know, I, you know, like Larissa said, good, bad, ugly, it's all been there. It's funny that actually, like, you know, what she brought up as far as new characters, and you brought up earlier about the theme for this week's column, and I'm kind of exploring, you know, again, not giving too much away, but kind of more of like a, a patience-type approach to it, because I think sometimes as soap fans, like, we just get overly excited, or we think we know what's going on, or, you know, some of us do read a spoiler, too, so we're just like, okay, why can't we get to the good stuff? So it's like, you know, okay, let's take a step back, you know, let ourselves be introduced, let the water flow, you know, take your time, you know, gaze out into it, and just, like, enjoy the ride, because, like, I'm trying to think, like, um, for example, like, Victor and Maggie, which definitely, definitely, definitely a, a perk on days right now. It's like their storyline's been percolating for over a year. And so it's, you know, again, don't want to get too much away in case somebody hasn't watched this week yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they have a very huge milestone this week, and it's just like, it's a good payoff. Like, it's one of those payoffs where you're just like, you know, you turn into like a teenager who's gushing. You're like, oh, that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you want to just like have yeah. a pillow and eat ice cream or something while watching it. So it's definitely... You know, there's definitely a lot of good, and in general, like, just the, the vets, like, the storylines for the vets have been great. Not, you know, I can't say they get the airtime they always deserve, because I think we're a little bit greedy when it comes to the faces that we've grown up with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they definitely, like, you know, the, I think the, the writers have definitely been injustice to seniors, <laughs> the senior set, so to speak. Like, okay. Bowen Hope's reconciliation, reconciliation has been, you know, kind of a slow burn. They're, they're kind of awkward around each other, which is weird for Bowen Hope fans to see them act like that, but it's hundred percent believable and then you have Justin and Adrian who are back together and I think mm-hmm. like everybody who's ever watched Days and who remembers them is like thrilled about that. So definitely for the over forty plus set, I think that the the storylines are working. Okay. And let's flip back over to Larissa for you mentioned that there was a character that isn't quite working for you. Uh do you want to come out and say who it is or do you want to do a sounds like? <laughs> what do you prefer? <laughs> I'm not scared. It's Taylor. Man, man, that girl is, it's just, it's not, nothing, nothing about her is working for me. Um, And it has nothing to do, Natalia Livingston is is doing a great job. It's just, it has everything to do with the premise of, I talked about Insta storylines before, Mm -hmm. and she's the one who got who got the, not only did she get a instant, oh my gosh, I'm instantly in love with EJ, which quite frankly, hello, who isn't, but (laughs) like she got that with no care. She was on screen a decade ago for about half a minute. So fans don't really know a whole lot about her. And here she comes up and she falls in love with the guy out of the blue. She's, she has this weird loyalty to her sister that only extends so far as to not make out with her sister's husband. It's just, it's, it's, bad. And I really think that it does a disservice to people who are fans of the show, pretty passionate fans of the show recently, because the whole Faith versus E-Jammy fans um, is really what's what's kept the, the show going for a long time. And right now, the show has Sammy, 
hooking up with this doppelganger race, which is kind of a slap in the face to say fans. And then they have EJ in this weird love triangle with Nicole and Taylor where fans don't really buy into his connection with either character. Hmm. And, and it's just kind of, it's just kind of not, it just doesn't work for, it doesn't work for me. I shouldn't speak for everybody. It doesn't work for me. And it also does not work for my mother who also calls me and we talk about days. So me and my mom. They have well, we'll need fans. to get your mom on the show and let her speak for herself. But Tony, do you think that this, what Larissa said, might be one of the reasons that Days of Our Lives has decided to bring Tamara Braun back to the show and recast the role of Taylor? Oh, you know, I have to say, like, I love Tamara Braun. Like, she's just, she can do no wrong in my book. But it worries, I mean, it, it kind of worries me a little bit that she's coming into the role of Taylor because, you know, she's definitely not the type of an actress, but she's kind of, you know, when she was last in days, she played Ava, who was like feisty, mm-hmm. bad girl, psych- literally a psychopath. And I mean, you know, I'm definitely one to look at, you know, okay, what's the actor doing with the character? But I just can't imagine Taylor... I don't know, I don't know which direction they're going to take her, I should say that. <laughs> we definitely don't have any intel on that. But it just kind of makes me stop and go, hmm... You know, if, if they're going feistier and kind of crazier with Taylor, that kind of worries me because it's going to take it too far away from where she is now, like which is like kind of like you know Care Bear, pretty much. It's just kind of <laughs> she's like overly sweet and gooey and you know kind of doe-eyed, and and that that work. I think that works for the ingenue type character. So it'll be interesting to see Tom play that part, but. I don't know. I'm kind of worried just because I I I, I love the, the actress so much. So I'm just kind of like, okay, this character I'm not loving is she gonna, you know, mm-hmm. is she gonna make it work? And to echo what Tony said, it's really dangerous too because they're bringing this actress back in, and she's essentially going to be working a lot with the same people she worked with before. As like a different Nicole character, and Ava yeah. were very yeah. Nicole and Ava were very good friends. EJ was her lawyer. She's worked with these people. Um, of course, she wasn't exclusive with them because she was involved with the Patch and Kayla storyline so much. But she's, I mean, viewers have kind of bought into the whole Nicole-Ava friendship. And, and it, it'll be different to see how those actresses can can turn that around. But I tell you, if any two actresses can, it's, it's Ariane Zucker and, and uh, Tim Ron, that's for sure. So. All right, so now's the moment of truth. You have to get out your red markers and decide what grade you would give to the first three Year, uh, first three years, the first three months <laughs> of Days of Our Lives. We're going to go back to Tony and put him on the spot. What cool. grade would you get? This is where we play the drum roll in the sound effects, but we don't have one because of the budget. So, <laughs> what do you give it? I feel like I should give this like Ryan Seacrest stalling answer and wait for a commercial break before <laughs> I reveal. Um, you know, my gut just told me like D, D minus. Okay. Yeah, so there's been a lot of good, just a lot of things that need tightened up. And, you know, we always want to see what's best for our show. So I think that, you know, I think the writers are trying. And, again, and I think actually um, some wise scooper mentioned this in a recent column that um, Dave's actually doing some things really, really good. And so it's making the other stuff that they're not doing so good look twice as bad. All right. And, Larissa, what grade are you giving? Um, Tony's a little bit nicer than I am. I would be more in about the C plus range, um, just because, like I said, of the, of the, the one storyline that I don't like seemed to be very front and center a lot. And, and, and to me, as far as balance goes, if you take that out, 
um, then then I, you know I would be B plus. But I think it's I think it's about balance. And right now, when you when you're a little bit heavier on the things that ooh, fans just aren't quite jumping up and bear hugging, that's going to drop your grade a little bit. All but right. there'll be extra credit. You know, if well, they, I don't know, if they throw in a great Justin and Adrian wedding, hello, in in the second quarter, then, then there will be major extra credit points for that. Well, things that are coming up in the second quarter, I can't promise you a wedding for extra credit. But And we're also going to talk about this later in the hour regarding the bold and the beautiful. But there are reports, uh, particularly in Entertainment Weekly, that Days of Our Lives may be exploring the idea of having a gay storyline in the near future. They decline to say what characters they are, but they're saying that it may involve a character currently on the screen and one who may or may not be on the screen if it could get any vaguer. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, for both of you, you can jump in whoever wants to first, what are your thoughts on this and do you think that this is something that Days can do well? Mm. I, I would love to see Days do that. I, I think that um, you know, that Days has definitely the capability to tell a good storyline at any given time. And it's because of the veteran characters that, that, that Tony was talking about that are getting so much good attention right now, um, that if they tie, that if they tie something in and make it, make it be a, a family storyline and something that's really, really, really well fleshed out, I think they could do a good job with it. Because okay. Days has the vets to do that, and they have the the viewership that has seen these families and and these characters, and and yeah, I think they, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. And Tony, yeah, I, I actually agree. I I think that they just have to not tread lightly because it's a gay storyline. Just tread lightly because it's a storyline that's new. Um, I think that basically, you know, you just there's some characters that we would be okay. Yeah, I can believe that. That's not a problem. And then there's going to be some characters that are just like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I get the late and light thing, life thing, but uh, Crystal Chappelle has a very large like lesbian following from Guiding Light and then mm-hmm. her show Venice. But like to make Carly a lesbian this stage would just be kind of out of the blue, especially, you know, she's been in huge relationships with Bo and Lawrence and she even had an affair with Daniel that, I mean, half of Salem has and didn't pass. <laughs> so yeah, Daniel's kind of kind of a little gets around let's put it that way or he did so I don't know like I think they just need to tread lightly on which character they pick and I think it would be really interesting and I think if it's an under you know quote unquote under 40 character that might be interesting because right now as far as like relationships with characters in the 30s and 20s and even the teens it's kind of a little bit uh, like Glenn Pickens yeah. So no Meredith Baxter Bernie moment here where somebody's going to decide oh you know what I figured out why my relationships weren't working Maybe it'll be Stefano. Maybe that's why he's had, you know, tons of kids and, and no and no marriages that work. So, although Kate might have something to say about that, so probably and, not. But. And they were so much fun on the show, and I, I, I loved uh, Joseph and Lauren's explanation about everything. I would, well, one, I think that would be actually funny now that you mentioned it, but I'd hate to see that magic that they have together uh, not be explored. So <laughs> I guess we'll see what oh, happens. I agree. I agree. <laughs> They're... They're a bright spot on days. I love, love Kate and Stefano. I will tell you, even if you don't get to watch like every minute of days, Dan, because I know that you're uh, kind of have your hands a little bit full with something or other. I'm not sure. Um, this is a good week if you love Joseph and Lauren to watch days because they they were on fire. And very, of course, very touchy scene. Uh, of course, uh, for folks who may have missed that and want to go back and check out what Tony is talking about, you can always watch full episodes of Days of Our Lives on NBC.com. And by watching it, I believe 
if my memory serves me correctly, Days fans have made Days of Our Lives one of the ten most watched shows on the internet. So certainly that had something to do with the show being renewed recently. I think that if you can't watch it during the day and you can't watch it anywhere else and you're reading a recap on SoapCentral.com and you say, you know what, that sounds like a good episode, you certainly want to check it out. And after you're done catching up on that, you can go and read the Two Scoops columns from Tony and Larissa. And as we talked about before, they've been writing them since, you know, 1942. <laughs> and, and they've been wonderful, every one of them. So I want to thank both of you for dropping by and chatting about days with me today. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan. And we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just a few moments. So stay tuned, everybody. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. You know, one of the drawbacks of writing the Two Scoops opinion column for All My Children on SoapCentral.com is that when I want to bring someone onto the show to talk about All My Children, there is nobody. And as much as you guys enjoy the show and love hearing me talk, something tells me that you're not quite ready to hear me talk to myself for an hour about anything. So, to help facilitate a conversation about All My Children, I've invited back Chanel S. Garner, who was on the show for our year-end review of All Things Soap. And, of course, she also writes recaps and news columns and all kinds of good stuff on SoapCentral.com. Just a quick reminder that when Chanel and I were talking earlier this week, it was Tuesday, late in the afternoon, and All My Children had not yet made any sort of comment about the cancellation rumors. Since Chanel and I talked, the stars of All My Children have actually come forward and said that the show is not in any imminent danger of being canceled. But at the time that we talked, we didn't know that. So here's a little bit about what Chanel and I had to say about the All My Children cancellation rumors. Chanel, are you ready to uh, maybe sing something this week again? Baby, I'm here. There we go, yes. Well, girl, you know it's true that... For the past week or so, there have been rumors about All My Children possibly being canceled. And I know from your work on SoapCentral.com that you've dealt with the cancellation of some soaps, unfortunately, far too recently. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts on these rumors? Well, first of all, it's absolutely terrifying because the first time it happened with Guiding Light, I didn't really believe it. And it kept going for a couple of years and nothing happened. But then Guy Light promptly did get canceled in, two, in 2009, and it was very quickly followed by As the World Turns in 2010. So now when I hear these rumors, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> do I have till September, you know, to stay now in Pine Valley? Or, or is it going to be over? When are they going to announce it? Because now they're getting really serious. 
are you surprised that it's all my children? Well, I'm surprised that it's all my children on one hand, just because it is such a, a rich soap opera, but really, Dynamite was 72, so I'm not surprised by anything on that end. But the thing that makes me not surprised is that um, the Guiding Light writer that I feel personally kind of sent Guiding Light to the grave tiptoed over to all my children um, to do the same thing, is, is what I feel. Because a lot of times I look at their writing and what they're doing and the changes that I see happening on all my children, which is the plots and how the plots are designed. Um, even that thing where Guiding Light used to have Inside the Light, I start to see episodes that are kind of like that on all my children. So I'm seeing they're making their mark over there, but a lot of things they did turn viewers off on Guiding Light. And so it really worries me that that's, that's what they're doing at all my children. Do you think that ABC knew what it was doing when it hired writers who were responsible for, in many fans' opinion, the death of Guiding Light, the death of As the World Turns? Do you think that ABC knew what it was doing, that it was... A conscious decision to say let's bring in people so that we can get this show off the air or is it being a little bit too pessimistic to say that? Oh, I would hate to think that they did that but if they were trying to get rid of this show to get rid of soap operas altogether to put what they think are more profitable things in that time slot, then it would make a lot of sense and I really hate to, to talk about those writers like that but I am very angry that they that they wrote those shows into the ground, and now they're they're over there decimating all my children, in my opinion. But um, I agree <laughs> with you. I, I think the thing that you know, I try to be as diplomatic as I can, but there are certain things that to me that don't make sense. And for me, I don't understand why someone would hire someone who didn't do a great job at what they were doing. Uh, the other issue that I have, and there are a lot of reports that, of course, we we know that All My Children was moved from New York to Los Angeles to save money on production costs. Right. There are reports that the show is still running over budget. Uh, if you have a budget and you go over your budget, you know there's no more money that you you can't go over budget. Why would you not take whatever steps are required to stay under budget, short of canceling it? To me, that seems so drastic. I completely agree. If they if they were really invested in the show, they would make sure that it did not run over budget, and they would make sure that they had quality scripts, even if they have to do them outside, which at some point, um, I can't remember the last time I saw an outside scene, but they had been doing scenes outside, and I suppose that was a money-saving tip, saying is that's what they were doing on Guiding Line as a real turn. But, I'm wondering if they couldn't for that, because I think it's it would be really hard to do winter scenes in Los Angeles and (laughs) say, uh, you know, oh, yeah, don't pay any attention to the fact that everything is beautiful and sunny and flowery uh, in Pine Valley, Pennsylvania. Uh, We already overlooked the fact that there's an ocean in Pine Valley somewhere here in Pennsylvania. I don't think that we'd be able to overlook the fact that it's the middle of January and there are roses and daffodils and sunflowers and birds flying around. Yeah, I I think that that might be the reason for that. But, I mean, you, you really do make a good point in terms of things that can be done to save money. There's also uh, been some published reports that where all of the other soaps, they do one take. They do the scene, and that's what it is, and you move on. It's you know breakneck speed. It isn't the days of let's rehearse this, let's block this, let's do this, uh, let's do it a couple of times until we get it right. Supposedly, all the soaps 
once and done, which is why sometimes you may notice a, a blooper, but it's more expensive to retape it, which I'll get to in a second. But supposedly All My Children wasn't doing that. They were still continuing to do several takes for each scenes. Now, for me, I don't understand where the money would be in that unless it's because you're paying people by the hour. But in this age of digital technology, it's not like they had to put another you know, VCR tape in the camera, I wouldn't think. I, I'm assuming in my head that everything goes digitally, so there's nothing – you know, there's no tangible piece of something that they're wasting. I just don't understand why you would allow certain things to get to a point where – cancellation would even be an option. I read an article the other day when I was um, doing some research actually on a different show, um, V, like Victor. Yes. Because they're in their third season, I mean second season, and they're afraid that they're not going to have a third season. And they were saying that ABC is going to drop down because their ratings are so low. And I was just thinking that it might be something as simple as ABC just doesn't really care about a show. And it'll give it a chance, and then if it doesn't work or the minute it stops working or the viewership goes down a certain level, they don't care to just write it off and go put something else on. They, they aren't as invested in shows, even ones that are 40 years old, um, the way that the viewers are. And, and that's a mistake because I don't know what's going to happen to their time slots when the same people who sit there religiously for some people 40 years have <laughs> watched this show are now going to disappear from that time slot um, before their advertising. So I'm not I'm not clear why they make those choices like that and why they don't invest and care about the shows like they used to back in the day. I spoke to um, one of my friends about shows, and I told her when I was little, I didn't really understand that shows got canceled. It seemed like they kept running on and on forever. And I remember, like, the Cosby show was some eight, ten crazy seasons, and then Family Ties seemed to have run forever. And it just seemed like back then they really cared more about what happened to the shows. But now it's all about... What's quick? What's reality? What's going to pull in, uh, I guess, the youngest demographic or whatever? And we're just going to go with that. And if you're not doing good, you're just on your own. It's like DYI to save yourself for a, for a, for a soap opera right now. I have to say, you know, in fairness and in disclosure, I do enjoy uh, an occasional reality program. I do like a game <laughs> show. I mean, I, I, I'm a very big game show. I, heck, I've played the $250 soap pyramid here on the show, so obviously it's no surprise that I like game shows. But I just don't see why certain things can't evolve. And, and I think part of this as soap fans, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's got to be something going on that we don't understand because there are only a couple of decision, uh, possible choices here. You know, when it comes to firings or the way shows are written, this is how I see it. The first option is that someone is intentionally trying to get the shows canceled. They figure if they piss off of enough people, they won't tune in, and then there won't be that many people to be upset when the show gets canceled. The second would be that someone just doesn't know what they're doing. They don't understand their job. They don't know how to run a show. They don't know how to keep it profitable. And those are two sort of explanations that I've seen on the internet from a lot of fans, but, you know, I don't want to believe that those are true. I don't want to believe that there's somebody who is clueless running the network that's running the shows. I, I just sort of refuse to believe that because that would be crazy to me. I also don't want to believe that somebody's there with the full intention of killing off shows. Certainly anybody wants to have profitable shows, so if you can make the show profitable and make some money off of it. That's what the business is about. It's about making money. So the third explanation would be 
that there's something that must be a process of all of this daytime soap opera stuff that we just don't get because if we got it, maybe the decisions that are being made would make more sense to, to all of us. So that's sort of my explanation is that there has to be something, Chanel, that we don't get, that we don't see that is the driving force for all of these decisions and how they're made. Well, for one thing, um, a lot of soap viewers, um, when I'm on the Soap Central message board, when I speak to them, they they say something often about plots, which probably would apply in this situation. And what they get angry about is that um, a character will do something that's quote unquote out of their character yes. because they're not reviewing history. And they're saying they're ignoring the history of this character. They're ignoring the history of you know whatever happened that they're upset about that's not happening correctly in the present. And I'm going to say the same thing about these people who are running the show right now. They are ignoring history. Whatever it is back then that made the show stay on for as long as it was, whatever was being done back then, they need to go and take a look back at their history of what was successful and what worked, and they need to find a way to reinvent that for 2011. Yeah, it just seems that there are certain characters, and this applies to all soaps, so I don't want people who are out there thinking this is just a specific all-my-children problem. There are certain shows that are so heavy-handed on certain characters that, you know, you would think, A, it can keep the story fresh. You can give your actors a break if you just mix something up, which again goes back to the there must be something that we don't understand about it because I don't understand why you would be paying someone to basically not show up on the show. And I have to think that at least on some level, if you sat somebody down and said, listen, we're either going to need you to work for a little less or we'll continue to pay you what you're getting paid, but can we use you a little bit more than maybe what we're using you now because it would make more sense to do this? Or you know, or is the budget that stretched that they couldn't hire someone for a day for a scene to you know, be a doctor at the Miranda Center and, and change the storyline? It's sort of like, okay, we've got the same five people on the screen all the time. I don't understand, you know, what you're doing because even the diehards of some fans, or of some characters rather, will be, okay, enough. I love these characters, but come on, there's got to be other people in town. You know, why don't they go to the supermarket? Why don't they run into strangers? Why aren't there random people walking in the street? Why is it the same five people every day? Well, as far as extras are concerned, random people walking around, I'm pretty sure out there in Los Angeles they can find that for F R E E because there's so many. Um, aspiring actors who want to appear on something just to put it on their portfolio. So it's not like they can't garner people to walk around and just be in the exactly, background. You know what exactly. I'm saying? <laughs> unless, they, unless for some reason they're not legally able to do that, which again would be something that we don't know. There may be union uh, things where they actually have to get paid. But I offer, I'll volunteer. I mean, you need a, a bartender or I, mean, I don't <laughs> I don't drink. I don't know how to make any drinks, but I mean, it's fake drinks on the show anyway. Hell, I'll, you know, I'll serve as a, a non-speaking bartender and you don't have to pay me just you know, let me chronicle it for the site, or let me put it on a resume, or whatever it is. That well, you're absolutely while right. we're going on the record, I'm, I want to be um, Griffin's silent assistant and follow him all day. That's what I want to do. I'll just be behind Griffin, making sure he has a stethoscope. <laughs> See, I you, love couldn't, him. you were so beside yourself, you couldn't even say <laughs> stethoscope. I couldn't, because I'm just so, oh, he's so hot. <laughs> but anyway, let me calm down. I remember him and he was Danny on Guiding Light. Well, I mean, I'm Tony on that. That actually oh gives a, a really good segue into going outside of the, this horrible cancellation rumor talk that we're talking about. 
to reviewing sort of All My Children as a whole, I'm really, really, really upset that Melissa Claire Egan is no longer with the show. As much as it may have been crazy to see Crazy Annie all the time and sort of see her uh, fall out in, 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 into madness, I have to say that she had a really big presence on the show. It wasn't just that Annie was in a lot of storylines. There was, I don't know, there was a certain something. Oh, please don't say je ne sais quoi, because that's just so <laughs> cliche and tacky. But there was just a certain something that it she It was her. Had. It was her. She can act her butt off. <laughs> that's the way it was. And she knew what she was doing. You know, and it seems like now a lot of the stories for the characters don't seem to have any sort of long-term thought process where... You know, the, the whole point of it is saying, oh, look at where this is. I can't imagine what's going to happen. You know, for certain things, I don't know that any fans are wondering. The, the one that I do really enjoy as of right now is I like the Kara and Tad fallout. It, it really is fa- more far-reaching than I thought it would be. I really didn't think that there would be so many people who were impacted by their decision to have this sham marriage. I didn't even think that Crystal would be upset that, you know, Tad is carrying off. Uh, here's the situation. They were married. They were still living together after they were no longer together. And I have to imagine that you start to fall into a routine. You start to really enjoy what you've got. And even though they're not married, she's no longer the woman in Tad's life, even if it is a, a fake marriage. You have Opal. You know, you had all these people who may consider having to move out of the home. It looks like it's not going to be that way because they don't have any money to build them a new set to go and have somewhere to live. No way. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm just – I'm really, really surprised that so many people are impacted by it. And I'm actually pleasantly surprised by that because I really thought it was just going to be a love triangle and you would have, you know, the typical uh, I've married you to get a green card and blah, 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 boring. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Well, I, I like that Crystal did come back and basically tell Ted, duh, this is not going to work, and, you know, you have immigration peeping in your windows, and I can't be here. They're questioning everything else um, down to the letter, and you know this is not going to look right. That made perfect sense to me. Um, Opal not liking her, <laughs> that was just pure hilarious. <laughs> But not liking Kara, that was just too hilarious. I yeah. love she. Uh, she was like mom to Opal. Opal's like, I'm going upstairs. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't really necessarily see it having a happy ending. But for anybody, it just doesn't seem like anybody's going to end up being happy by any of this. But I, I sort of like that. This is the only storyline that I can think of in recent, maybe even years, that when they say an umbrella storyline where there's one story that sort of spawns out into all of these other stories, this is the first one where I can see that so many characters are impacted by one single storyline. It hasn't happened in a long time. Everybody's off in their own little world and they don't interact. Yeah, and you don't get to see them, even people who claim that they're best friends and things, you don't get to see them because they're not involved in each other's plots. But this one is forcing more people and different people to interact. And when Kara had to go to Crystal's restaurant to, um, you know, tell her, I want you to stay. Yes. That may, they may not have even had a reason to interact. Um, otherwise, if they had kept it just a closed little love triangle where, you know, there was no moving into the Martin house involved. And even Joe and Ruth had to come back and, and pretty much 
put their opinion down on that. <laughs> See, but I like I, that. I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> these are people. I mean, I'm, I'm really made me really realize how much I need Joe and Ruth back in Pine Valley, like ASAP. But you know, you, like you mentioned, you had interaction with Opal. Opal, what has she been doing? Nothing. I mean, why not give her the glamorama back? That was the hair salon that she'd had many many years ago give her that people talk about all kinds of crazy stuff in the hair salon i'm told you know why not have some storylines in there there's i mean i realize that this may not be the most exciting thing but one of the things that people seem to like about these reality franchises and the the real housewives and, and all of these other shows are the sort of insanity that pop up in so-called real experiences so why not have someone crazy in the salon why not have someone come in and you know she's putting foils in her hair or whatever it is they do in salons and you know have someone just start talking about something crazy you know maybe uh they all get together and and gossip about what's going on in pine valley uh i mean there's sort of some different potential for something new why not try something new before you just give up i I know we're going back to the cancellation That'd be a great place, um, and they could have it somehow tied in with um, uh, Fusion, the the makeup uh, company. They could somehow maybe get together and say they want to branch out and go ahead and give Opal the glamour on the back. You know what I'm saying? And then you have a tie-in because at least people um, would know how the glamorama came back to be. And there's so many women in Ryan Valley <laughs> that, you know, I can just imagine Erica walking in and Greenlee is in her uh, haircutting chair. <laughs> and, you know, this is, you know, my appointment time. I can even see the look on her face. And something as small as that would add some humor, um, some very much needed comic relief, and give um, more of the actresses um, time to interact together with each other without having to be fussing over a man or something. We are going to take a very quick break here, but we'll be back with more of Chanel Garner's take on daytime when So Central Live continues. Hey, So fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Let's talk about something that The Bold and the Beautiful hasn't done for something uh, 20-something years. And there is talk that Thomas might be gay. The Bold and the Beautiful hasn't had a gay storyline. And there have been some people who have said, okay, you are a show about fashion design. And you're going to tell me that somebody (laughs) hasn't popped up somewhere along the line that might be gay. Uh, So, what? I mean, do you think that that's something that the show can do well? Do you think that that would be their social issue? I mean, we had the Betty White stuff. We had suicide. We had organ donation. We have homelessness. 
you know, if the Bold and the Beautiful decides to go down that route, do you think it's going to become, you know, a PSA for gay friendliness? Well, first of all, my answer is no. I don't think that the Bold and Beautiful can do it well. And the first reason I don't think that is because of the limited cast, and um, and not the limited cast, but the limited time for the show, and how quickly the Bold and the Beautiful rotates plots. They they will have a plot in there for a while, and then it's like they totally forget it. Like, they, they totally forget it. And, you know, you look around, like, you remember that time that Nick um, was trying to buy um, all those boutiques up, and he wanted to do it to run Forrester out of business, and mm-hmm. then Mr. Deep Throat or Deep Finger or somebody was supposed to be... Um, <laughs> oh, my God, you to block totally that. different... <laughs> For the folks at home, don't Google any of that because you're going to get some really wild search results. Whatever his name was. And he had gotten into all that debt. Do you remember that? Yes. Never mentioned it again. Never. I don't even know what happened. Did he ever get out of debt? What? They just went on to another plot. They will put, you know, something in there that's really good or whatever, and then the next thing you know, you're not going to hear anything else about it. And or you won't hear anything else about the character. Well, like, Rick. like Rick is out the door right now, and he was in the middle of trying to romance Jackie. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what happened to that? So I think if they brought a gay character in, it would be good, but they're not going to be able to sustain it. That's the problem. And gotcha. gay fans or fans of the gay characters are very, very, very extremely loyal to those characters. Mm-hmm. Like when they had the gay couple... Um, um, Luke with, and Noah um, on As the World Turns. Right, but I was thinking of the women, a guy like Natalia, Natalia and, um, and Olivia. Olivia, I don't know why that slipped my mind. They were, you know, the fans of them were die hard, and they were so die hard, even with Luke and Noah, and then Luke and um, um, the Doctor Reed. Reed. You know what? This is not your own personal hour to lust after the men of soaps. Can we get back to the topic at hand and talk about? I was thinking about it because he's so cute. But anyway, they they got to counting episodes that they were in. Like if I went to you know the Soap Central message board, they'd be like, "We haven't seen Luke and Owen. How come they're not getting any airtime?" How come we haven't seen, you know, Natalia and, and Olivia doing this or that or whatever? They get really invested. That's so a really good point, the, especially on The Bold and the Beautiful where you're mentioning that they don't have a whole lot of time that the hour-long soaps would. So they sort of push everything in there. And as I was mentioning uh, with Sarah Brown, who is, you know, she's won, what, three Emmys, I think, for her work on General Hospital. It was a big, 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 big deal that she was cast as uh, Sandy, then Aggie on the Bold and the Beautiful, had some storyline, did the surrogacy thing, and now she's been dropped to recurring because they don't have story for her. And I'm thinking, how do you exactly. not have how do you not have story for Sarah Brown, who exactly. is an incredible actress, and, you know, you, you can't come up with something for her? Exactly. And that's what will happen to Thomas if he was gay. And then, like I said, you'll have a lot of fans that are really, really, you know, will really support him because they really want to see that on a, on a show. No, it, <laughs> no it, it's an interesting reason that you, you go for the storyline where you're saying it's not that you don't think they should or could. It's more along the lines of you're saying, hey, listen, it's going to be like every other storyline and it's going to have to be rushed because they have limited time and because they, you know, they just sort of move on through here. So that's that's really sort of an interesting reason, uh, an argument for that. That's one that I'm not entirely sure that I've actually heard or read anywhere 
Yeah, that's why I say I don't. I don't have any doubt that they can write it because Vogue Beautiful sometimes, sometimes they can write some really serious stuff, and it can, and it's really award winning. And sometimes they can write some stuff that is so, excuse me for my pun, off the wall or on the wall, broken all over. Oh, <laughs> they they can do it. I I have no you know doubts about that about the cast or about the um about the writers. It's just that time, and and they'll be. If the character will be dumped or he'll be marginalized, you know, so they can bring in stuff for Steffi or Hope or whomever. And then fans are just going to get mad. I don't know if they care mm-hmm. if the fans get mad, but that's what's going to happen. Why? Oh, because he's gay. They don't want to give him any more story. Uh-uh. Not because he's gay, so they don't have time. That's the truth. <laughs> okay, so we've let's see, we we've insulted the writers of All My Children, we've insulted the writers of The Bold and the Beautiful. Are there any other soaps for which you'd like to sort of give somebody a hard time that you perhaps watch and would like to talk about in the time that we have? Okay. I just Uh-oh. want to say this. Oh, no one and I mean no one beats Victor Newman. Especially not his children. <laughs> I don't like that either. <laughs> Just so you know. No, well, let me just go on. No, I, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. It's sort of that I don't think, in my head, I don't think that Victor would have lost. I, I have to agree. I, I just, I don't see it happening. I mean, sometimes I think soaps do things that maybe aren't possible because they think that there's going to be some interesting story as a payoff. But for me, I'm kind of with you. I, 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 I don't know. I, I just see... Victor squashing everybody, even if they're his kids, particularly. And I think it would have been even more sort of entertaining as a viewer to sit and go, wow, this man has just smushed his children into the ground and then jumped up and down on them before, you know, going on his way. I mean, people are like, wow, he is really heartless. He's really cold. But, you know, hey. Ruthless. <laughs> Ruthless needs to come out with his 2011 edition. That's Victor. <laughs> and it just sort of, to me, it was like, okay, he turned into a pussycat ish. Exactly. I mean, in, in Victor Newman terms, he was a pussycat. Well, especially since he sat up there. Okay, he's gonna see. He's gonna see Nick kissing on um, Diane. And his answer for that was to marry Diane? Are you kidding me? I was like, uh-uh. Because I just knew we were going to have some kind of blow-up or he was going to find some kind of way to get back at Diane for that because Diane was playing both him and his son. But I think that's coming up. I think I might have seen a commercial <laughs> where, <laughs> where Victor might be getting wise to that. But I was like, you got to be kidding me. I just, I'm waiting for this and Mara West is going to bring it. But even worse, Mara West is going to, I mean, um, Diane is going to see... Nikki and Victor in the bar, and she just walked away. <laughs> see, that goes, that goes huh? back to that goes back to reality. You see that happen on a reality show. They pick up a pitchfork and they chase okay. you around the barn. But on the soaps, they turn and walk away. Really? Yeah, she walked away. <laughs> I mean, did, was she going to look for matches? You know, I'm saying. I'm wondering at myself. I'm like, okay, she must have a gun or, you know, a lantern or something. She's going to turn over and hey, I mean, but no. She went back to do some Sudoku puzzles and maybe a latch hook rug. (laughs) You know, go count the money in the trust fund that Victor's going to give the son. I don't know. That seemed to be all she cared about. But that... That whole beat Victor thing got to me. But you know who I like on um, Young and Restless that I might, I don't know, have a um, minority opinion about? 
Oh, is it? Are you gonna lust after somebody else? Do I have to, you know, break no, out no, the no, soap no. central water <laughs> to hose you down? No. Okay. Who no, do you like? I just like them. Sharon and Adam. They work for me. Oh. I don't know why, but I like it. Oh. You know, I don't know. I have a problem with the pairing, considering the past that they had. But it doesn't look like they're gonna be together for long because apparently they've just cast the the young Indiana Jones guy, Sean Patrick Flannery, I believe. He's going to be apparently a new love interest for Sharon in the coming Aww. months. You know what? Why are you booing? You can't boo. He's Indiana Jones. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. I always boo new characters at the beginning. <laughs> I always do. Really? New characters really got to prove themselves to me. I didn't realize you were just so mean. I can be mean because they don't exist. They only exist in my mind. You're meanie vanilli. You're not Millie vanilli. (laughs) Well, we'll give him a chance. We'll give him a chance in between whether or not Kane has come back as a ghost or whatever, and then the new Indiana Jones dude, we'll give him a chance. (laughs) What do you think? Do you think that Kane is coming back as a spirit, ghost, whatever you want to call it, vision of love? Or do you think that he's really not dead like every other character that's died on The Young and the Restless in the past six months? They'll be back from the dead. I know, but that's the only reason I think he is dead. Because I was like, wait a minute, they done brought too many people back. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's like with the budget. When you run out of money, you can't do what you want to do anymore. On there, they've they've used up their cards of back from the dead, so it's like, oh, Hell, what do we do? Borrow one oh, from another just, show? Yeah, they just did it. What's her name? Who fell in a volcano? And Sky? she wasn't really dead. Then she, I think she is dead now. <laughs> yeah, Sky. And then they did it where um, uh, Chance was supposed to be dead, and he's not dead really. No. And I was like, no, they don't kill Chance. Don't forget, before uh-huh. that, Adam, Adam was supposedly dead. Uh, a right. couple of years ago, Nick was supposedly dead when that plane crashed right. and Josh Amara was in contract talks. Uh, uh, but why? But why was Brad really dead? Didn't we think? Well, didn't we think that Nikki was dead too for a while? Didn't she disappear after the car accident or something? Yeah, yeah, she, she was out there on some island drunk or something. Uh, uh, Catherine Chancellor, she was supposedly dead. She came back as Marge. Uh, I, I still think Malcolm is uh, dead because I don't know who that guy is that's on the screen. I know, now. right? That but is not Malcolm. It doesn't look like Malcolm. Uh, so, I mean, no, I, I get you. You know, it, it seems like they, they've sort of they've had enough. Um, I just don't think Kane can do that to Lily. If, if they if they had that like that, I mean, I would accept it because I really like Kane, but I wouldn't like it because, you know, <laughs> Lily has been through cancer, you know, all the stuff with these twins, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, now she's got to go through the trauma of him dying. And to his last dying breath, he was all about her. So it doesn't seem like, to me, he could do that to her. And there's no real, I mean, what would be the real reason, like, to do that, to play dead? But there's something incredibly romantic about that, too, that you love someone so much that you've had to make the difficult choice to not be with them. Yeah, but you want to get that romance when they show back up. Like right now, we don't know it. So we don't feel it. So it's just he's done, and we're trying to figure it out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to wait 20 years to be like, oh, okay, you loved it so much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want it now. I want my gratification now. I want my cane back on the screen. Here you go again. <laughs> 
And with that, we'll draw to a close on another edition of Soap Central Live. I want to thank Tony, Larissa, and Chanel for dropping by and chatting with me today. And I'll be back live next week, Friday, April 1st, with One Life to Live star Hillary B. Smith. No joking, she will be here this time. And if for some reason she cancels at the last minute, we'll track her down and bring her back here and make sure that she's here to talk with us. She will also be playing the $250 Soap Pyramid for her favorite charity, so you'll want to tune in for that. Keep in mind, she did appear on the $25,000 Pyramid, so she should be an expert at this game. And again, I do want to thank everybody out there for making the past 16 years so amazing and for your continued support of SoapCentral.com. I'm Dan Kroll, signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live. <laughs>